Alright, welcome to tonight's episode on the FPP. Uh, tonight we're actually going to try doing a movie review. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. I believe there was like a live action. 1995. Yeah, so recently there was a live action that was done on, a, on this particular uh, movie anime thing. So instead of watching that, we decided to go watch the original Ghost in the Shell before perhaps we go look at the live action and uh, and see what it's all about. So we sort of just sat down just before and watched the 1995 Ghost in the Shell movie. Yep. And uh, we're going to give you our sort of our first impressions on it. And so I, I've, I have seen the 2017 one. Oh, yeah, and, okay. Yep, so I'm watching 2017 and then going back to the 1995. Well, you two are just starting from scratch. Straight out of nothing, yeah. no context okay. at all. Yeah. First impressions of the movie. Well, I, I found it to be very, very slow-paced. Um, it definitely took quite a while for, for things to really happen. I mean, it started off with a bit of a an assassination sort of sequence to, to open the movie to sort of establish that this character is like a some kind of super robot assassin. Um, but yeah, after that, it really goes into a lot of expository dialogue and and conversations and things like that. It takes a long time for anything to really build up. Um, and I felt like at that point, they haven't really given us much to care about at this stage. And it was really hard for me to connect with any of our characters. This This movie definitely did not feel like a a character-focused movie. It was more about the world and what's going on in it. But at the same time, I didn't really understand the world or what was going on in it. It didn't really teach me as we were going through the story. As I, think, I feel like the film is kind of kind of started off with an idea of trying to explore certain themes and then everything was kind of built around it. So, yeah. like, yeah, there's tons of just talking about ideas and, like, the philosophies... Um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of talking about like uh, what what constitutes as, as a life form and and the intelligence of an AI and things like that, um, which are all interesting ideas. But I felt like we only got very little pieces and fractions of of what they could have explored um, in just a few short scenes when two characters were just talking to each other. Um, like the protagonist, it felt like. It wasn't until like 25 minutes or half an hour into the story that she actually started saying anything personal about how she felt about her current situation being like this full-on cyborg and not even sure if she's real or or whatever. But at that point, it's like we're so far into the movie that it's really hard to care about these characters because we just don't know anything about them on a personal level. Yeah, I found that overall the movie was pretty boring, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you don't particularly care for the characters. Um, no one really stands out to me as particularly like an interesting character you can relate to. I think maybe that the guy who's big dude the with human, the white hair had a bit of a bit of a humorous. I, I think the sort person creep here and there. the person you're supposed to relate to is that guy. Uh, what's his name? Tosu, Tosu, Togusa? Jeez, I actually remember the name. I wrote down. Togusa, he's the guy who uses old-fashioned gun. And oh, the revolver, right, yeah, right. And who's not modified much. Okay, yeah. Oh, the, the cop. The cop guy. And he was really in it at all. Yeah. It was really hard to, to relate to that character, if we're supposed to, because he wasn't really in it much. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously I thought it was beautiful. I was sort of watching it more for the animation than anything yes, else. I the, will agree. The visuals were very impressive. Yeah, the story, I, like, wasn't really concentrating, probably because it didn't hook me, so I was just watching the visuals. 
it's probably one of the most like detailedly animated films I have ever seen. Yeah. I have to say, like especially like because it was made in the nineties as well, like everything would have been hand drawn and I just like All as an animator yeah. and a fan of animations, I'm really like I can feel that. It's like I really appreciate that. Yeah, there was a lot of time spent in watching the the visuals and the landscapes and the transitional scenes. As much as I feel like they went for a while, I feel like that was pretty big core to what Ghost in the Shell was with these really elaborate sceneries and 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 whatever's going on. Yeah. I mean, they took an opportunity in the beginning, in the opening, to sort of show you how this, how the protagonist was sort of built or created or yeah. or maintained or something. Yeah. So it's showing you each like step by step as she's getting built and stuff while they're doing the opening yeah, credits. There is a lot of emphasis on like um, atmosphere and yeah. like uh, environmental environment building. Yeah. Like you know all the people running around in the rain and stuff. Yeah, that mob animation. Mm. But yeah, I think the world and the detail that went into that world building definitely like told a story of its own, I guess. And like if it was just that and like a set of images with no like story whatsoever, I still like would have found it. yeah, some mm. kind of like I would have taken some other kind of story from it of like that world and what it is. I feel like if I had watched it from the time it released, I would have been pretty impressed by it. I think in today's world, we take things like visuals for granted, so it felt like those transitional scenes went for, for far too long, and they're just not as dazzling as they probably used to be. I think that is a thing, though. Like, you look at old films, and they will spend ten minutes just setting up the opening. Yeah. Whereas today, we want everything, like, quick, 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 like, out of the way. In, ter- quick, in, terms, quick, of, in terms of a story, I feel like the the, uh, the atmosphere and, and the world and the city that we're looking at has already been established, and more minutes of more scenery doesn't really build more on it. I feel like we're just getting more of what we've already established here. So in terms of a story structure, I feel like it was there just to run out the clock. You know, at least that, that that's how I felt when I was watching it, you know? I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know about that. It, I think just, like, spatters of just, like, atmosphere, like environmental atmosphere kind of scenery kind of almost adds to what the whole movie is trying to go for. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was, like, definitely very intentional from the beginning. Yeah. I think that was what... Yeah. If, if the they point. took all that out, I think you wouldn't have the same kind of air to it you know yeah I, just, I think that's mainly because there wasn't really that much else to the story itself i mean no doubt it's really hard to animate all the action sequences and everything like that but it seems like a story like this would contain a lot of action you're sort of in a, a postmodern sort of future with a lot of cybernetic enhancements and that's a pretty it's a pretty difficult story to draw when it's so demanding on detailed. I mean, but not to worry. The uh, 2017 one has more action. <laughs> more action, of course. Right? It's a. Yeah. I'm not saying good. Like more action makes the movie better, but I felt like this movie was heavily surrounded by its action, or would heavily depend on it, just because of the technology that they use in combat and everything else. Which seems kind of odd because they use like thermo optics to use camouflage, but they're also using traditional guns at the same time. As in, it feels like there's a bit of a bit of a mix in how in how technology well, I mean, functions. They're, they're, they're like high tech guns, right? Except for that one guy who uses. It's the like robot. She's got an entire cybernetic body and everything else, but she's using like a P90, and these guys are using like micro Uzis and stuff. It feels like they're using very old technology mixed with very new technology. They're supposed to be like top of the line military, like defense and whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's the feeling I got. It didn't really explain it to me very well as to what she was or what she did, you know? Um, 
I feel like the camouflage was was a bit comical. Is in, in the opening scene, she like she comes from the rooftop and shoots the guy, and then uses her camouflage. It's just like doesn't it kind of defeat the point of camouflage? You've already been spotted. <laughs> well, actually, that's a pretty good point. I <laughs> yeah. guess. But I mean, like even when the dude was wearing his cloak camouflage and running away, is in like he's hiding in the marketplace. The dude can't track him. And he's just running over there, pushing people over, and it's just like, dude, you've got fucking camouflage. Fucking use it, son. I felt like it was... It's like the worst hiding like you could ever use with something so so powerful of this kind sure. of camouflage technology. I do like how like the opening scene where she's out the window and she kind of has her face still um, visible, and she like yes. puts her hand over her face and just disappears as well. Yeah, yeah it's a very, it's very, very impressive cool. effect, especially for something done back then. Yeah, um, I think I'm just being like nitpicking on the use of I mean, the that's technology, fair like that. Yeah, but it's not. It's like, I feel like I see all this impressive technology, camouflage, and cybernetic bodies, and I see yeah. them using like guns, and it's just. I like... think that that's one of the themes of the movie, right? It's just the whole. Yeah, that's the vibe I got. Like that yeah. was the whole thing of the movie was like it was really like derelict and like post-apocalyptic, yeah, super like. So that's that's what dystopian, but then inside everywhere was super like high tech and clean. Yeah, yeah, it's that's like that. That's contrast. like what a lot of the environmental shots kind of add to the movie, like you know the whole high-tech aspect of things, but you see all the slums and stuff, or, like, the crappy yeah, buildings yeah. and, like, But you think times. the chick who's all high-tech and stuff would have the most high-tech equipment, which she kind of does, but she's still using, like, old-tech guns. She goes into the to the scene with, like, her guns and stuff, and eventually just has to, like, strip down and use her camouflage in order to actually get anything done anyway. And it seems like, why didn't you do that to begin with? If you, if you had this such a tactical advantage of stealth, then why didn't you use it? You're going in like guns blazing and you haven't got any other kind of technology to use. Go up against this giant camouflage tank thing and you're just shooting at it with your gun. Well, gee whiz, that's very effective. I actually well, it got rid of the camouflage though and it could sense her. Like when it looked back, I honestly... it, saw her, it saw through her camouflage when yeah. it knew where she was. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how shooting the glass on the roof was able to break the camouflage effect. Like, I think it's just stuff falling onto the... Onto it, the... If it, like, touches things, it, like, gives itself away. Cause it yeah, yeah it sort of yeah. permanently disabled its camouflage. What I didn't understand was, what was up with the spider tank in the first place? Yeah, it was very odd and out of place. <laughs> it felt like it was like a video game scene. It was, yeah, it was like, like the final big boss. Kind of, yeah, yeah, big kind of arena that you're fighting the boss on. It was, it was intended to be that way. I'm not sure. Probably. But yeah, it's, like, it's just sort of covering the escape vehicle of this thing, and they had, what, no other plan in place but to have a giant tank protect it from followers? That was, that was kind of weird to me. Also, kind of also why did why did um, those people in the helicopters shoot both of them? Yeah, it never really like, explained. Who are they? Like, what's they, happening? Yeah, it didn't really explain. It, it, they said they were very similar, but they didn't really explain Because, no, why. they knew exactly who they were. Yeah. Like, target one, target two. They're like, we know who these people are. We're going to kill them both. It's like, we want to take out this target, yeah. except we want to take out this target as well. And the audience is sitting there thinking, well, why are you doing this? Is, in, is there something more to this character? Do we something? Exactly. It feels, <laughs> like, it feels like we're going in this movie just blind. It feels like we should definitely know more about what's going on. Like, throughout the movie, they're using the word ghost or ghost line or, or having their ghosts hacked. And it's like, you're not sure what this means. I think further into the movie, maybe about... 45 yeah, they, they minutes do, in they do they mention do it, yeah. they do say in the same sentence like soul and ghost yeah. but it's like you came across a dude early in the movie who said it was sad to see someone without their ghost and it's yeah. like what does that mean exactly how does someone not have their soul so it was very very confusing I feel like so, either things purposely weren't established to be intentionally confusing or we literally left in the dark and just have to figure it out from what I gather it's basically um, the major is 
basically completely cybernetic, except for her ghost, which is like a soul put into a cybernetic body. Right, so just her conscience, I guess. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole talk of the shell, which is just the body. The, the and body. she is the ghost. In and the, the ghost is just like the mind and the soul. But is the ghost literally just a interchangeable word with soul? Is that literally all it Pretty means? Much, it doesn't mean anything more than that. No, I think, I think no. she said something about, like, can she create a soul? because of her ghost or something like that. I don't know. I feel like there were separate things. I think her okay, ghost yeah. is like her humanity, Maybe. I guess, no. like, like your consciousness and your like awareness as a thinking, feeling individual. Cause they got scared when like that, they found that there was a ghost inside the, that body. Yeah. Inside the body yeah. of that. Of, yeah. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, can, can it, can create, it create its it? own soul? And supposedly yeah. it did. It was the AI of this bugged era that was able to create this master of puppets. Again, the story is very vague and it's very hard to follow. And I don't know if it's yeah. intentionally done so or there is something you're supposed to know before going into this. Because the whole Project 2501 was a bit, all of it, vague. And you know, yeah. who is this? What's happening? What's this AI? What's... Yeah. I'm constantly but questioning what's happening in the I have story. To say, like, if when we watch the, the the 2017, it explains it a lot better. Okay. It, it makes okay. a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but as in, it's much more clear the way they do it. But okay. yeah, um, I I really like the way they did the music. Yeah, yeah like, same. The soundtrack, as in uh, the way they did, like really sharp, kind of accented, like the drums and the bells and like the weird singing yeah i feel like we'd understand more what's going on if we understood the lyrics to the singing as well we might give a bit of context to the to the atmosphere like maybe no, no I, I think it was I think it was just like chanting yeah like the point was the kind of atmosphere that it gives yeah. up yeah yeah like just the the sharpness of everything yeah. everything's very smooth but sudden um yeah, I got I got a very jarring sort of sensation from the music. I thought it was very out of place. I think that's it's kind sound, of the vibe. That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I like that. It was yeah. The, yeah, the music the music soundtrack was very good. I think it's probably one of the highlights of the movie for me at least. But yeah, uh, what's next? Um, Bato. He was the guy with the eyeballs, the weird and the white hair. And the white hair. Oh, yeah. He was pretty cool. Was I, found, cool. I found him to be the most interesting character because he seemed to have the most personality, the most humanity. As in, yeah. like, for someone who's all signed in hands, he actually would make a, a quip here and there, something sarcastic or, or something like that. And he was the guy who probably had the most screen time next to our main protagonist. Yeah. But we still didn't really learn much about him either. He just seemed very much like a human with cybernetic enhancements, and he's just her friend. Yeah, I like like I like how they kind of touched on. The, the view the major's views and Bato's views on being human right because uh, obviously Bato sees major as human right yeah. like the side is he doesn't see that and especially when she's nude and stuff he'll look away yeah. and then, at the, yeah. and then <laughs> when she's all shot up and stuff and they place two bodies next to each other he, he covers her with the jacket yeah yeah so he's he's like she uh, he sees the major as like a human being, while the major is questioning whether whether or not she's real. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the big concept and the theme around this movie is what really you know defines as a life form and and yeah. But it was still very abstract at the same time. It didn't really give you any defining 
perspective on what that was. It was sort of just people questioning it. Um, and I wasn't too sure what the point of the sequences were, as in like the one where she's just sort of diving. I didn't really, I didn't really quite understand what the point of that sequence was. Uh, which, which scene? It was when she's like just like in the ocean and then sort of just rising out of oh, the ocean. Yeah. And obviously it's supposed to mean something, but yeah, I think that you know, as much as much as I hate it when anime and other things really spell things out for you and really like shove it in your face, at this point I'm feeling like the, the messages are so subtle that I'm just I can't follow it. I can't connect and I can't keep up. I think that scene is meant to be um basically she wants to feel more human, right? So she does the pointless thing of diving right and that feeling she gets when she rises out of the water um so that she doesn't kind of want to be herself so she kind of does that whole diving thing just to kind of get out of her own body okay if that makes any sense <laughs> well I mean, it's, it's definitely down to interpretation i mean it's it, like i said it's that it's that vague that you can take it any way you want i guess but yeah, I found it to be quite problematic because it was really hard to follow the story. They didn't really establish like I don't even know who Section Six was compared to Section Nine. Who the fuck are these people? Just two sections. <laughs> oh, whoops. So is there like two two divisions of like the police force that manage this shit? It seems like Section Six was up to no good, hmm. and Section Nine were like kind of the good guys, or at least it sort of gave me that impression. But at the same time, I still wasn't sure what it was that they specifically did or knew anything about them. It was really hard to keep up with everything that was going on. There was a lot of, like, not necessarily political, but there was just a lot of this... A lot of this exchanging and dialogue in which some scenes you got to see some other visuals happening while they were talking, and other times it was just completely wasted. I'm just... I don't know, I sort of, I didn't, I didn't zone out. I, I focused through the whole thing and pay attention to every word. I just couldn't really... I still couldn't really keep up. I don't know. I think another major theme of it was, which kind of relates back to the whole diving thing, um, is that with all the technology and all the um, upgrades that people are getting, uh, especially major, that they have so much uh, access to information that while it kind of opens the door to, you know, being able to explore more things, it kind of restricts people in a way, right? Um, the limitations or the costs that come or, with those things. Or, or like the realisation that they're incredibly restricted, even yeah. with all the upgrades, right? They're, so, just, they're not necessarily free to do as they as they please. They are still bound by their government and everything else. They're, yeah, not, they're so not free people. They're like, just soldiers. Like Major feels like she's just like a cog. Yeah, in, she's in just a weapon. Yeah. So I think the, back, the diving scene... Um, she does that, and the feeling she gets when she rises out of the water, like, she passes off as just the impression. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to be, get away from all that. Yeah, that sort of freedom. Yeah. I feel like this story would be so much better if there was a large, more character focus on our protagonist, and it really sets her up. Because there are some deep psychological themes going on for this character, but we just never really get to know her as a person. And I feel like that's one of the major issues of this story. I feel like if we cared more about this character we'd be able to follow the story more if we saw it through her eyes. But we sort of had this sort of very zoomed out, very far away perspective as a spectator, just like watching all this shit happen from like all over the place. And we got to somehow keep up with it. And I don't know, I just... I feel like if it was a character focus, it would be so much better, this story. Maybe. 
But yeah, I, I think one of the things with Major is like the whole point of her character is that she's kind of indifferent and kind of um, doesn't doesn't have much character. Is almost like the point of her character. I know, but I feel like that works against it because this could be deeply psychological. But but that's the point. Is in like when your characters are so empty and void of emotions and feelings, how can you expect your audience to connect with that? Especially when you don't focus on those characters either. I mean, it's focused more on the events that happen in the world. And while the world is pretty impressive and dazzling for you know a postmodern kind of technological sort of advanced place, it just sort of really it really lacks in terms of its characters. I don't know. I didn't feel the characters were bland. We just didn't really get to know them at all. Yeah, I have to say though, I think like I've seen a whole, like a bunch of old like anime films from like around this same time and they all kind of are the same in the whole like they're very much about the visuals and the building the world through imagery and often there is no like structured plot there is no point to it there's no like character development it's just you're literally there you're getting like a piece of time and a beautiful animated piece so, I don't know, this felt very familiar in that sense. I think it's almost like a genre in itself is these, like, types of Japanese animated films. It's just a different but, kind of experience. It's, yeah. It feels like more of an art piece than, like, a movie. Yeah. Yeah, being walked through an art gallery of certain yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think another weird thing they do is, wh- why do they switch bodies at the end? Like, they're merging anyway. Project 201 is speaking out of Major's body while she's looking out from his body. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is like a symbolic thing there. I don't know. I didn't really get it either. She said um, she was like diving. And I thought she was going to Yeah, like she was going to go into his sort of memories or something like... and, and converse with the inside him uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, it just seemed like he took control of her body while she sort of took control of his sort of. And they sort of had a half conversation. Because, like, the other guy there with the white hair could only hear half the conversation because the actual guy in her body was speaking out loud and she was speaking through the mind. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit weird because I thought the reason why she couldn't speak out loud was because her android body stopped working, right? Like, yeah, the mouth. and then she turned then her she... head. <laughs> but then, then how does that guy speak out of her body when she can't speak out of... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was definitely a, a confusing moment. And well, maybe that in itself is another. another <laughs> I think at that point you're giving something. it too much credit. Well, I don't know. It could uh, be. What was could the be. what was the 2017 adaptation like? Was it anything like that? No. Well, it's the scene exists as well, but yeah, um, yeah. The conversations in the 20, 2017 one are a lot more obvious okay. and not as kind of um, more clear cut and concise. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's much easier to understand. Um, in what's going on yeah I think I'll definitely have to watch the live action maybe we can do a review of that one as yeah, well so we can <laughs> a bit of a we can compare it, compare it we yeah. did have a quick look to see that there are other anime manga and even games possibly as well for this franchise it's possible you do need to know more about the lore of this world before you can really watch it but at the same time I, I wasn't sure if that came before or after this movie yeah, I think they might be either manga or light novels that existed before the movie, but in terms of stuff made by this, like these animators, the movie was the first. So anything made by them yeah. followed the movie. But this again is like a thing that occurs a lot in Japan, where like every intellectual property gets expanded on 
and you're just kind of like expected to have seen all the bits and understand it. Yeah, I think like I still have to judge it as a standalone movie, even if it does have some kind of cultural difference in the way it's presented, and then expects you to go and find that information elsewhere. Um, I still think it was just too slow paced, with just not enough really going on to keep the viewer engaged. Yeah, it is pretty boring. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, even yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, visually stunning, but there wasn't yeah. much more to it, it than that, unfortunately. It felt like a three-hour movie when it was an hour and a half. But yeah, so yeah. by the time we got to the end, I thought this was literally just the next arc in the story, and we're about to see what happens next. But that was actually it. That's it didn't even really feel like a conclusion. Sure. I wasn't even sure what the hell was actually going on there at the end. But I did like that scene with the um, the garbage man, where he he had like implanted memories. Oh yeah. And he didn't know what was real. Yeah. That was interesting. And, and he was like crying, and he's looking at his photo of himself. Yes. That, was, that was that was definitely that was definitely a. An important part, because uh, it's sort of like establishing this world and what can be done in it. Not only is it talking about cybernetic enhancements when you see the dialogue between our two main characters on the boat and how they describe themselves, but even that scene as well establishes the kind of things that can be done to you or to other people in this world. You see them like use their cards and shit to, to like hack into things and whatever. But yeah, at the same time, being able to replace people's memories and, and take them away as well is, is actually quite heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah, I'm not sure I like the ending either. Like the way they do fuse, right? Is that, is that what I they think, were I think I think I they basically know. fuse. But like From what I understood from yeah, the ending, they fused, yeah? Yeah, that's pretty much the same impression I got as well. Yeah, I, And I, it's just the head that sort of survives and now it's on like a new body. Yeah, I think it's a very weird introduction to that scene as well. It felt like it was about a horror fucking I, movie. I almost <laughs> thought they were going to go with... It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Oh my god! That's like, the, that's like the solution to any bizarre sort of thing, though. It's an easy way out. But I guess like the whole young body thing was like a reborn major. I guess, yeah. yeah. But then that—that's what I felt like. It wasn't really the end yet. I don't know. It, it felt like it was sort of a new beginning, as in the next chapter. Because that it, was sort of where it stopped. It almost makes it seem like we kind of lost major at the end. Yeah. It was, like, no longer Major. Yeah, yeah, she said that she wasn't really Major and she wasn't the Puppet Master either. And, that's just, that, and during their conversation, they said they wouldn't be able to recognise themselves anymore. Yeah. They'd be something completely different. That was an odd ending. So it's, like, it's like a fusion of an AI and, and a human conscience. So now you don't even know what the fuck it is. It's yeah. an abomination, really. What do you think of the ending? I was confused. I didn't even realise that they'd ended up fusing. I, like, remember them talking about it and then... And I was like, oh, okay. So they all got shot, but it's like you don't know if they'd survived or not. Yeah, I just assumed that it was still... What are you calling her Major? Her name's Motoko? Motoko, yeah. yeah. Uh, Motoko Kusanagi. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, sir. Memories. <laughs> 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 keep up with the names and just keep up with the visuals. Yeah, I just assumed it was still her. I, like, zoned out in the end. Though. It seemed like the conversation that she was having with him at the end, like it was her, but it wasn't until yeah. she was walking out the door that she basically said that she wasn't really either or anymore. Yeah. And honestly, that weird, weird, evil smile at the end, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? I was, I was creeped out by the introduction to that final scene. It was just like, in the distance, like this little girl in a chair, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, we're about to go down a horror vibe, <laughs> and I was, I was getting scared. But yeah, it was a very weird introduction to that final scene as well. Yeah, okay, so what would you rate the movie out of 10? I don't know, it feels like if there really is some kind of cultural difference in the way that these 
movies are shown and, and the information you have to gather before or afterwards, it's hard to really judge it as a standalone film. I mean, I based on its story and plot and everything else, I'd have to rate it pretty low, but at the same time, as we've said, is it's not really like a story, it's more of an art exhibit. Yeah, but I mean, know? like, given the 2017 plot, right, um... It gives me the impression that the movie is supposed to be watched by itself. It is, yeah. okay. I think so. I, I could be wrong, but... Um, no, I feel like it probably... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very Japanese thing to do as well, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the movie, and that's it. There's, there's no other context needed. Yeah. If that was the case, I'd have to rate it pretty low. I mean, I can, I can rate it some good points for its visuals and stuff, but unfortunately there's just not a lot going for it. I couldn't really connect to any of the characters because we didn't really learn anything about them on a personal level. Um, and then, even then they didn't really elaborate too much on that. Uh, the actual world itself and the characters in it doing things like the plot was extremely confusing and I couldn't keep up. It wasn't really work, very well explained. And when you have a pretty complicated story, you have to ease your audience into it. And there are different techniques that you can do to help them understand what's going on. That's usually why anime is done in, like, series, and sometimes they can go for a long time, because it takes a while to establish something so complex. You can't throw someone into episode 200 and expect them to know what's going on, because there's so much going on by that stage. And it's the same thing. It felt like if this was an anime, and it took a lot more longer for us to get invested in our character and stuff, we would actually be able to keep up with what the fuck's going on. Unfortunately, as a standalone film, I just... I can't rate it very high. I'm literally, like... (laughs) Three or four out of ten at the here. Like, no, yeah. It is pretty low. <laughs> very low. Because literally, graphics well, is the only really points that I can give it. Okay. Um, well, I think I'll give it um, probably a six point eight. A six point out of eight? ten. That's a pretty detailed That's, like. Okay. Yeah. Overall, your right. like ranking system. <laughs> <laughs> overall, yeah. I think I get why some people would really like it. Mm. I, I see how there could be some appeal to the movie and how it can be like a cult classic because it is like a cult classic. But, um, yeah, the, the way they just represented the environment, like the whole, everything is sort of high tech, but there's still poor people and the, the new technology almost seems old. Yeah. Like this, yeah. it's almost feels like it's stagnated. Yeah. That, that feeling was very good. Um, yeah, the environment and the way they did all the colors, um, yeah. the environment, it's like the whole of, the red, green, blue kind of signs contrasted onto like the really grey cement block kind of yeah. environment was pretty awesome, I think. I feel like they, they managed to build a pretty decent world. They've got the foundation and potential for everything they need to pull a great story out of it. I just feel like it needs more time to sure. to, to present it to you. And I think there could be something really fantastic there. But yeah, I think that yeah, the the characters themselves seem pretty weak. Um, no one's particularly compelling. No one's really too memorable. Um, yeah, so I mean, characters-wise, it's pretty weak. Plot-wise, it's it's. I guess there was a point to it, but it was a little bit convoluted, a little too difficult to understand for no reason, and. Uh, while it does make some interesting, like philosophical. Um, points um yeah the way they presented it was a bit off-putting to me um yeah 
That's my. I think, a six, I, think, I think a six point eight is pretty generous for that kind of elaboration. Okay, yeah, I mean, based on just the environments, the environments and all the background stuff, mm. is probably like a good, like nine, a nine point five. But the rest of it, the characters, the actual story, and it as a movie in itself, is like a four. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of average around six point eight. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do the math here. Let me carry the three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think mine is very similar to yours. I'd say like around a seven, maybe a little bit more than a seven, but definitely less, less than an eight. Because I, I don't know, I'm like in it for the animation value almost purely. Anytime I sit down to watch like almost any Japanese movie, I'm already accepting that I like it might not make sense and <laughs> it might not go anywhere because I've just seen it so many times. It's just how they tell stories a lot of the time, I guess. So I'm very used to like this kind of thing happening, coming up, being like, I don't know what happened, but that was beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, in terms of like comparing it to other Japanese films I've seen, it was visually wise, one of the best I've ever seen. So Especially for a 1995 film. Yeah, yeah especially, very... <laughs> especially that. I think maybe I'm just too white for this film. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't know, it's hard to compare to like Hollywood films so it'll be interesting to see hollywood's take on it yeah, yeah. Time, but because i honestly enjoyed the 2017 one more so as a film in itself as a film yeah yeah considering that's like what 20 years almost 20 years later that is legit 22 years later 22 um yeah there's a lot more thought and detail you could have put into it but it's also a western interpretation of what the movie was about and i guess you could really interpret it in any way you fucking want so but, of course, there would have been things like anime and everything else to come after this as well. So there's a lot more to dig through if you really want to get the story out of it. Yeah. Um, the, the 2017 one does actually, surprisingly, stick to this original we just watched surprisingly a lot. Like, it's That's incredibly good. similar. Like, when, you know, as I watch, like, the old one compared to the new one, you can see scene by scene there are, like copied and pasted that's wow are some of the shots the same yeah oh that's nice yeah they copied this okay. similar shots I, well i won't spoil any of it but we, we can go over that when we watch the new one yeah. but there are some comparisons and the way they've done it which we can discuss okay. yeah cool it's, it's good to hear because not many live action interpretations of any anime or game have ever been really considered successful <laughs> by those who are fans of the original source material sure yeah um so it's great to see that uh, at least someone who's made a live action has managed to stick to the source material, which is literally what everybody wants anyway. I mean, when you deviate from that, you're just working up a slippery slope here and you're just making things harder on yourself. And I think that's something we see all the time when they give it a shot. If they just stuck to what we originally love it for, then they'll actually be able to get away with it. I think the different medium between anime and live action has a few different techniques that can't necessarily be crossed over. But I still think there's a lot of other ways that it can still be done successfully. But I've just never seen it. Honestly, I don't think um, live anime, uh, live adaptions have to stick even that close to the original. I think it just has to replicate the, the like the atmosphere and like the way the characters come across. Yeah, I mean they can put huge plot differences, but as long as like uh, what makes the characters interesting and relatable in the original comes through in the in the remake. Yeah. I think that yeah. that makes what 
Well, that makes a good remake. I, I, I don't I, even think that plot is important when you're doing a remake. I think it's about, as you said, like capturing the feeling of it, yeah. figuring out like what it is that people love about it, yeah. and then like doing a good job of that. I think a lot of it is very intertwined, though, and I think they definitely um, underestimate how much of it goes together in order to make the same feeling that people get. I mean, Death Note's recently done their Netflix sort of interpretation of that anime, which I've only just started watching recently, but at the same time, as in whether you get the plot right or the world right or the characters right, I feel like if you don't get all of them at least relatively close to what you're going for, you're going to miss the mark on why people liked it in the first place. Right. I, like, it's different for different series and different IPs, but... I suppose. Yeah, like, like what makes a series popular and what, what, what do people like about it? It's, like, different for different series. Like, sometimes it's characters, sometimes it's environment, sometimes just, yeah, the, the feeling people get from it, which, yeah, sometimes it's just incredibly hard to replicate in remakes because I think different people get different impressions uh, for what makes something good. I think yeah. we're also biased against remakes in general as well. Oh, sure, because the track record's been pretty bad. <laughs> it is. I mean, whether they're doing soft reboots or they're doing straight-up remakes or fucking sequels, they seem to always fall flat on their ass for just some reason. It's a different one every time. But it's as clear as day every time you go and see it that there is something clearly wrong with it that you would rather just go and see the original. Pretty much every remake that I've ever seen that I can think of off the top of my head, no matter who's made it, Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. Falls under the bar of what the original managed to achieve. Yeah. And it's either because they deviated too far from the source material, or you could say perhaps they didn't deviate far enough. Mm. But, again, it's a slippery slope, and it's going to be hard to please everybody when you're trying to compare it to something already that exists. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think uh, we all decided that we didn't like the movie as much as we thought. We I feel a little guilty that I rated it incredibly low. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> I I don't know. I think I've just I've just grown up in this particular era when when graphics and things are just not not as dazzling as they probably used to be. I'm just too used to seeing amazing things that it just doesn't wow me anymore. Same with CGI effects and everything else. Because yeah, I, it kind of disappointed me. Honestly, um, wasn't. As good as I expected. Um, yeah. Yeah, same. I think the fans, like, I can definitely see why people love it, but I think the fans hype it up a lot, and I was expecting, like, a pure masterpiece. Visually, it was, but, yeah, character plot didn't really reach that. <laughs> I guess that basically sums it up, then. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't offend too many people. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to a lot the of fans. Goes so, to the shelf sorry. fans. <laughs> can only be as honest as I can be. Alright, thanks for listening to another episode of the Fat Potato Podcast.